Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Virtual Assistant Mama podcast. I'm so excited to share with you this interview I did today with Christy Winfrey. She is a former teacher turned transaction coordinator. So she's talking all about her journey out of teaching, how she got into transaction coordination. Is that the word? Um, And how you can do that, too, if that's something you're interested in. So I'm super excited for y'all to listen. Let's just go ahead and jump right in. Do you wish you could be the present mom you've always wanted to be, but still need to provide an income for your family? Are you tired of scouring the internet for legit jobs that will replace your income and that you can do from home in your PJs? Hey friend, welcome to the Virtual Assistant Mama podcast. I know you're over there Googling jobs for moms, legit work at home jobs, or smart aside hustle, yet you can't figure out how to take that first step. So instead, you stay stuck, do nothing, or start random side hustles to try to make quick money. Becoming a virtual assistant is the answered prayer you've been waiting for. My name is Ariana, and I'm a former teacher turned work at home mom who replaced my teaching income as a virtual assistant in just six months. I did this by taking a step of faith and following the dream that God placed on my heart to be home with my babies. Mama, your dreams pale in comparison to God's dreams for you. Imagine offering services that light you up working with clients who value you and pay you what you're worth, and having a job that works around your life and not the other way around. This is the podcast for you. It's time to take that first step. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I would love it if you would just start by sharing with my listeners a little bit about you, a little bit about your teaching journey, and just all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So I am based out of Texas. And I, like you said, I was a former teacher, I currently own a transaction coordination business now, which is every time I say that people don't have no idea what I'm talking about. But it is a kind of like a virtual assistant in the real estate world. But we only focus on the transaction part of the contract. So once a contract gets executed by the agents, then they send it over to us and we handle like details, documents and deadlines and all the communication back and forth just to make sure that the transaction's running smoothly. So a virtual assistant or an assistant in the real estate world might be doing like the agent's marketing and helping them write contracts, you know, do all types of things, answer phone calls. We don't do that. We just are solely, you know, we've got that one piece of the puzzle that we're solely focused on. So So yeah, that's what I do now. But I was a teacher for three years. And it's been a while now. I think my last year teaching was 2009. So it has been quite a while. But I taught eighth grade math. And my first year, I taught like kind of a bridge program for the sixth and seventh graders. And I was teaching math and English. But then my next two years, I taught eighth grade math. Okay, awesome. So you talked a little bit about becoming a transaction coordinator, what led you into that space? What made you think like, oh, this I think would be a good fit for me? What are some of the benefits of it? Yeah. So I I, I kind of stumbled on it, to be honest. It wasn't something that I even knew about, you know, just like a lot of a lot of people that we talk to, they don't know what a transaction coordinator is. And when I first got into real estate, I guess I was kind of on a, a self-discovery path of trying to figure out what I wanted to do because when I was a teacher, I became a teacher shortly after I got out of college. I got my teaching certification and and thought that would be you know something I really loved doing. 
And I did love it in the aspect of like the teaching aspect, but I found that for me, it was so much more classroom management than it was the actual teaching. I think I probably, if now being older, I think I probably would have been able to manage that better. But whenever I was younger, like early twenties and stuff, I just, you know, that was not a strong suit for me at the time of the classroom management, but I did really enjoy the teaching aspect and being able to make a difference in some of the kids' lives. You know, I helped some of them pass the state test, you know, when they had never passed it previously. But I did start kind of going down the soul searching path of, okay, what would I enjoy? What's my next steps? Throughout college, I waited tables. So I kind of, I went back into that for a little while while I was trying to figure out what those next steps were. And kept they kept trying to move me up into management, but I knew that wasn't something I wanted to do. But the regional, I think it was a regional director, for the restaurant worked out of our out of our restaurant. So I ended up becoming his assistant for about a year, year and a half. And I really enjoyed it, but it was kind of there wasn't really much growth opportunity. I was kind of capped at where pay wise and everything like that. I was at, at the highest of that position would actually pay. So I started looking again, you know, what what do I want to do with my life? And I found this book called 48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller. And he really challenged me in the book to think about, okay, what is it that I'm passionate about? I knew I loved music and I knew I, or at least I thought I loved real estate because I had read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that really sparked like the the passion for real estate and music. I'm not musically inclined, but I always thought it would be really fun to be in the music industry. However, I thought real estate was probably a safer bet. And to get into it, it was like a low risk, you know, it only cost me about $1,200 to take my real estate classes and the test. So I pursued that path. And then whenever I got into real estate, I did find out I really, really enjoyed it. And I was pretty good at it. However, my first year as a agent, I realized I wasn't like skilled in the real estate sales. Like that's not a strong suit for me, but I was really good at teaching and helping other agents. And so that led me on a path of becoming an assistant coach. So I was training agents on contracts, training them how to like get more business, set up their systems, their processes. And then I did that for about a year and a half, but it wasn't enough to pay my expenses, my living expenses. And so even though it was something I loved, it just I financially couldn't make it work. And one of my other friends had told me about the transaction coordination position whenever I first got into real estate. And she was like, if you don't like being an agent, there's so many other directions in real estate that you can go. And so she shared the opportunity with me. And then I got into becoming a transaction coordinator and really didn't know if it was something I was going to like, or if it's what I really wanted to do. But after getting in it, I realized like that's truly where I was gifted and building the systems. It allows me to still teach and train and mentor. And I finally like finally found my sweet spot, but it was kind of stumbling into it that I did. And I know that's a very long winded answer. Oh, sorry. No, I love that. I I just want to speak to how amazing it is that you didn't just stay stuck where you knew it wasn't a good fit for you. You kept changing and adapting and trying to figure out like, where is my sweet spot? What makes me happy? What makes me excited to work every day? I think a lot of people... They go to school, they get a degree, and then they're too afraid when it's not a good fit to change because they went to school and got that degree. But it's so cliche, but you only get one life to live. And are you going to do it doing something that isn't 
like maybe you love it, you love pieces of it, but if it's not something that lights you up to do every day, why are you going to stay stuck doing it for years on end? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I do, I think even in my like twenties and thirties, I was that person of, I like stability in my life and I felt so unstable being so unsure of what am I going to do and jumping from one thing to the next. And I'm sure my parents probably thought like, what in the world, you know, like Christie's, I could hold a job. I always excelled in every job I did, but I was just never like happy you yeah. know, or fully fulfilled. And I always felt like something was missing. Yeah, I I felt the same way about teaching. So I totally get what you're saying. And it's hard. Like we feel like we're going to disappoint our parents too, but we have to do what's best for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, now I'm so open to like, try it and see if it works. And if it doesn't, like, that's okay. I learned something during that experience that I can take into the next thing that I, I move into. Right, I love that. So what would you say, when you made the decision to leave teaching, what would you say was the biggest thing that you had to overcome? I think fear of the unknown, because I did leave not having something like something else set up that was secure. You know, I stepped out in faith and knowing that I did not want to do another year of teaching because, you know, with teaching too, you're signing a contract to say you're going to be there for a full year. It's, and you don't want to leave anybody high and dry or the children or anything like that. So that's a big commitment to, to sign on for a whole nother year. And so I think that was this, that was the hardest thing to overcome was being willing to have the faith to say, I'm going to leave this and not know what's next. Yeah. I did the same exact thing. It's not totally what I recommend. I recommend like trying to line something up first because then it's a little overwhelming. But I right. did the same thing as you. I My plan was to take a year off of teaching when I had my daughter, but then I was going to go back. But then God plopped virtual assistants in my lap. So yeah, I, I totally connect with you there of like just stepping out in faith and trusting that the right thing's going to come and you're going to figure out what that is. Yeah. Sometimes too, I think that to sometimes to hear God and and get put in the positions where maybe where we can hear him a little bit clearer, sometimes we really do have to lean on that faith and and it takes more faith to not have a plan than to have something that you're going to go into. So when I found transaction coordinating or whenever I made that jump to with the coaching position that I was in, like I said, I, I ended up leaving it because it wasn't enough to pay my bills. Well, I did not have, I didn't have the transaction coordination thing lined up or I didn't, I didn't know what my next plan was, but I really felt like God speaking to me and saying, I don't want you here anymore. And so that was like super, super scary to, to say, okay, well, I'm going to leave this, but I don't know what's next. But I think by doing that, it's, it's opened up greater opportunities than I could have possibly expected. Yeah, because you're you're taking that step of faith and you're saying, God, I trust in you. You know what's best for me. And I'm just going to clear my plate and put on it what you have for me. So I love that. Right. Yeah. But it is scary. It is. Yeah. It's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned already the book that you read that helped you in your journey out of teaching. And that was the 48 Days to the Work You Love, which 
I'm so thankful you recommended that. I'm a big book junkie, so I'll definitely check that out. Are there any other resources that helped you in your journey out of teaching? And or do you have any resources that my listeners could use to help them get into transaction coordination and all that? Yeah, as far as like resources, I think books are such a great, a great thing, you know, because you're really getting so much, so much of somebody's knowledge for what, maybe $25, you know, like that doesn't for, I've learned so much more from books and podcasts than I ever did in college. And, you know, I've spent a whole lot more money on college and I would never give up that experience. Like I loved my experience, but I know so much more about business now from the books I've read, the podcasts I've listened to, and then just implementing than the business degree I got in college. So, and as far as to help people become a transaction coordinator, I actually am launching a course at the end of September to teach people how to set up and run a very successful transaction coordination business. And it's going to go from, you know, A to Z, like how to set it up, how to get clients, how to run the files, and then how to just have a great work-life balance. So that is definitely something that if your listeners are interested in, you know, we can, I can get more information to them about that. That's awesome. And I think that's going to be such a good resource because like I've been in this virtual assistant world for a while now, and I didn't even know that was a thing, the transaction coordinator. So it's cool what you're doing. And I think there's so many people who would love to do what you're doing. So I know they're going to be super grateful for you for creating that. What would be the best way for them to contact you about if they're interested in that program? Yeah, absolutely. So they could email me at hello at christywinfrey.com. And that's K-R-I-S-T-I-W-I-N-F-R-E. They could also go to christywinfrey.com backslash TC quiz. And they can actually take a, a real short quiz there that will tell them if, you know, if they're a great fit for a tra- becoming a transaction coordinator, or maybe they've got the skills, but they can enhance them a little bit. And then they can also find me on Instagram at christywinfrey. Okay, perfect. And I will have all of that linked in the show notes for those of you listening. So you can easily go and connect with Christy because I know her resources are going to be awesome. So it has been such a pleasure having you on with me today, Christy. I have one more question for you that I ask every guest that comes on the show. And that is if someone wanted to start their journey out of teaching or their nine to five in general, but they just felt too overwhelmed, what would you tell them? That's a great question. So I would say first, listen to your heart you know, what is, what is your heart saying? And don't ignore what, you know, the feelings that you're having. And then just take it one step at a time. You know, like we can only do so much every day. Your checklist, if you're like me, my checklist is forever long. I can't possibly get everything accomplished in one day, but 1% better every day will make you 37 times better within a year's time. So, and this year has all been about been about growth for me and it's been one step at a time. That's awesome. I, I love that advice. And I think we all need to just take that step of faith and keep working to better ourselves. And that's all we can do, right? So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And to those of you listening, make sure you go check out Christy's resources. If you're interested in learning about the world of becoming a transaction coordinator, go check it out because I know it's going to be awesome. All right, y'all. I love you so much and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I would love to bless you with a free gift as a thank you. 
All you have to do is leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot, and send it to podcast at virtualassistantmama.com. I'll send you a code so you can snag my virtual assistant toolkit for free. And don't forget to come hang out with us in our free community, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash virtual assistant mama. I'm so honored to support you in your journey to becoming a virtual assistant. Until next week, y'all keep following the dreams that were placed on your heart so you can be the present mama you've always wanted to be.